Justin, second week in a row, which episode is it? You have a better chance of getting it right this time. 34? You, see, you thought too much about it. It was 33. Oh, we're yeah. not counting last week. We're not, and I think that bears some explaining. Uh, last week, we had an enormous problem with the audio. It sounded like we were shouting at each other from uh, the opposite sides of some kind of like shipping container yard or something. And Needless to say, probably not something we wanted to put out there for you to listen to. So this is episode 33. Uh, today's main topic is going to be to be determined because Justin's going to surprise us all. But quickly, I wanted to say, you know, number one, last week's episode got fucked up. Definitely our fault, so we're sorry about that. Um, we talked about Terminator Salvation, so maybe it's better that it, it did get fucked up because you've been spared the pain and horror that you, you wouldn't otherwise know unless there was some kind of thermonuclear war and robots tried to kill you, so we're sparing you that. We're just going to give you a one-sentence verdict from everybody around the table, the three of us, just to get through this quickly. So we'll start with Grant. Grant, Terminator Salvation, one sentence. It smells like ass. Okay. It had the horrible Michael Bay robot noises. Okay. My recommendation would be to not watch it ever. Yeah. Okay, so that that's... Uh, that was pretty much the, the whole gist of the podcast last that's week. That's a pretty solid three-sentence review. If you put all of them together, smells like ass, has Michael Bay robot noises, don't watch it ever. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm satisfied with that, so good job. Uh, did one remark on something like just from last week? Uh, I saw The Martian. Justin had already seen it. Have you seen it yet, Grant? No, I haven't. But so, it's okay. You can go ahead and ruin it for me if you want. Well, you already read the book, so yeah. not like we can spoil much. I know what happens. Yeah, it's just like you were saying, Justin, before, there were some things that got like altered for the purposes of the movie. I was a little surprised at some of the stuff that they chose to change for the movie, especially like the thing that got me most was the whole, the, the Chinese spaceship, whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, it seemed like they really had like, like they wanted some sort of skin in the game, but it was really just like, oh, there's China and they have a rocket. And then like three minutes later, it's like, okay, China. It's like, as soon as they introduce the Chinese guy, it's like, oh, they're at NASA. Hey, they have a rocket going up. Right. And then they have like that little montage where they're all having a great time. Playing oh yeah. The they're rocket. like, you know, banging hammers, like throwing up, you know, rocket sides and whatnot. It was... Yeah. But they had a lot of those montages in the movie. It's for for better well, or worse, yeah. like... And I have fun with that, but it's just like, in the book, China's like, hey, we have a rocket and you guys really need it, apparently, and we're, we're definitely all for helping you save your astronaut. But, but we need to get our dick sucked a little bit. Right, like, here's what we want in return, whereas in the movie, it's just like, we have a rocket and you guys can use it. We weren't going to use it for anything. We just build it. Well, so you can have there it. was like one line where like, oh, but we had this mission plan. We don't really need to tell them about it. It's like, hey, let's help them anyway. It's a nice thing to do. We're China. We're nice. Right, guys? Yeah, I didn't look it up, but I feel like there may have been Chinese co-financing on the film. Hmm. Just putting it out there. It's my theory. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But otherwise, I think it's a pretty solid film. I'm glad it's still kicking ass at the box office. Oh, yeah. Uh a lot of people saying this is like Ridley Scott's, you know, big comeback here. Gladiator 2. <laughs> Wait, what? That actually is the thing? I don't know. Probably oh. at some point they're going to get bored and do Gladiator 2. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't keep up with his movies that much. What you should keep up with is Star Wars, because there's now a poster for episode, oh, yeah. what are we on here, 7? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, it's 7. 
And there's some good stuff going on in the poster. Noticeably missing, though, is Mark Hamill. That's what I saw. Yeah, that's weird. It's all the new people. Mm-hmm. None of the old people. No Luke Skywalker. No, uh, Harrison Ford's on it. Is he still a person, though? I mean, he's like some sort of like, you know, shell of a man at this point that just is fueled by hate, at, you know? Because it seems I just like imagine somebody... his character in like Gran Torino, like... That's the only thing that's like fueling him on is like hatred for Mexican kids. Yeah, somebody just like replaced him with an angry old man. Yeah, he looks like a skeleton with a, a dusty mop on its head. <laughs> Chewy, Chewy's on there. Is and, Chewy? Yeah, he's on there. He's firing his bowcaster, and uh, Princess Leia is right behind Han Solo. She's sporting a new hairdo. Maybe that's why I didn't recognize her. The yeah. new robot that kids will love is on there too. Yeah, BB-8, and R2D2 and C-3PO are in the background. Kind of right, oh. in the, right in the center, little, and then cool stormtroopers at the bottom and flame troopers. Then you know some Sith guy in the top, right? And then Kylo Ren. Kylo I wonder Ren? if it's is actually that, is that what his name is? Yeah. Yes. I haven't really been following the character. He's the most names. evil Sith extreme Death Lord ever. I wonder if it's actually going to be Mark Hamill was revealed as the guy behind the Kylo Ren mask, and that uh, you know what's his name, Adam Driver was a decoy, or he was like. Mark Hamill's like Tyler Durden thing and <laughs> something like that. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it's like the Blofeld thing where he's gonna have a he long has body doubles. He's yeah. a long monologue and he's he was the author of all your pain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they could play that reversal, like you know, only a couple of people that are on like set actually know, like they did for um the I am your father thing. Like they actually Yeah. Had um I forget the actor's name right now, say like, you know, I killed your father or whatever. David like, Prowse is the guy in the suit. Yeah. They had him like say on set, like, I killed your father. Then um, James Earl Jones say, like, I am your father. Yeah. Nobody knew about that. Like, Well, except Mark Hamill. And... George Lucas, Mark Hamill, and James Earl Jones, I think, were the only three people who were supposed to know about that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm still concerned. I see John Boyega's got his lightsaber, and I, I'm willing to put money down saying that as soon as he picks it up, he's going to be a master duelist. <laughs> And he and Kylo Ren are going to have like an extreme, super fast video game fight in the forest, throwing trees at each other. Uh, probably. Yeah. I think as far as Star Wars posters go, it's definitely not the best poster I've seen for a Star Wars it's movie. It's not Attack of the Clones, though. No, definitely not. But I don't uh, remember Attack of the Clones poster. Uh, just you know, you should look it up on your iDevice yeah. there. All right. It's it's not pretty. Well, the thing I notice now is that the posters, like the teaser poster they released for Episode 7 was clearly, um, it looked a lot more in the style of the older posters, yeah. like the blending of the images together. And this one looks more like they took high def and photoshopped a lot of stuff together, which is fine. It, it still looks cool. The thing I'm most curious about, though, is the, what's the girl's name in this? Ray or... Something. The character? Yeah. The, Couldn't tell the you. Lead. But she's clearly, it seems like she's the lead because she's got the big centerpiece in this poster and John Boyega is kind of actually off to the side with his lightsaber. So I just wonder, like, what is who is she? What is her role going to be if John Boyega is the guy with the lightsaber? What is she going to do? Is she going to become a Jedi or something? And then also the Death Star-like thing. Unicron. Yeah, in the background of this poster, I just wonder what that's all about, like how they're going to... I mean, to me, it really it's does just look like another Death Star. 
it, but it does look like Unicron. It's like yeah, we're, it has like the orifice. Yeah, like where Megatron's floating by him and he's dead, and Unicron's talking to him, like the, the light beam shooting out of the the hole there. It looks just like that. Is this in like the second or third term or not Terminator uh, Transformer movies? This is in the Transformers animated film from whoa, the eighties. Whoa, oh, okay. whoa, Michael Jeez, Bay never touched this. I haven't seen that. Just, okay, geez. Whoa, my oh my, my knowledge is very like rather limited whoa. on the transformer like animated series well, we're, gonna, like we're definitely going to review that movie one of these days so you'll have to watch it it's excellent it's better than all of that michael bay shit combined like it's just on another planet it's so much better is it the one where optimus prime dies from cancer no he doesn't die from yes cancer. He, he dies but he has a heartbeat and shit for some reason yeah <laughs> it's his spark yeah okay but it's okay though because the the Matrix of Leadership lives on, so Optimus really isn't that important. Yeah, and don't worry, he comes back in the next season of the show anyway. They put him back together with glue. Yes. Yeah. All right, they Humpty Dumpty him? Well, he comes back as a zombie first, and they have to like throw him into like a black hole or some shit because he's evil, but then they get him back in another episode because they figure out they need him again, and they put him back together for real, and then he's he's normal. Okay, it's just like animated series, like, oh, we need to go get him back from the black hole, and they like throw uh, a rope. Yeah, the third season of Transformers was pretty disappointing, and I think they really realized that none of the kids liked the new leader character, so they had to just bring back the old leader the character. The toy wasn't doing so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rodimus Prime. Yeah, wasn't, the, the, wasn't the, the toy, so well. it just didn't, a hot rod with a trailer, and then yep. didn't yeah. really work out. Yeah. Yeah. That's like trailer trash sort of stuff. Exactly. So maybe you know it what? does well in that very small demographic of kids who probably don't have enough cash to buy the toys that are like, you know, 20, 30 bucks. But but Optimus Prime getting his limbs blown off, that's what made him the man he is today. Just like the mobile infantry. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. I just fed you a Starship Troopers line. Well, I didn't know if you were serious about Optimus Prime blowing his uh, his arms and legs off. But yes, yeah. Starship Troopers. That's is our, our mystery our... review today. Yes. You were the one who surprised, though. But whatever. I was really surprised. You were. I was surprised. I was surprised. I actually hadn't seen this before. Somehow, I knew like a lot of the tropes from it because I played StarCraft in the past, and like it's basically just like the Zergs. Yeah, it's interesting how uh, the guys at Blizzard probably watched this twenty or thirty times before they made StarCraft. I would say they probably had it on for like all their like design meetings and whatnot. Like, just on a loop. Or they, they, just, they like, had read the... the book. They had read the Starship Troopers book many times and were influenced by that too. Is this is the book as cheesy as the movie? No, no, no. no. The, the book okay. the book has a lot of different things about it, but you know, if you're talking like movies that influence uh or influenced by this, I mean James Cameron admits the aliens was partly influenced by Starship Troopers and I'm sure the people who adapted you know, Starship Troopers, definitely. And then st I'm sure the guys at StarCraft, quite Blizzard, were too. But the distinction is the book is a much harder story. Mm -hmm. And it's a, I think it's actually a more honest endorsement of uh, fascism. Mm -hmm. But the the Paul Verhoeven movie is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Like everything is a little over the top. I mean, you can see they borrow the visual style for the aliens and the, the pulse rifles and shit. For um for Starcraft, like the just the the colonial marines and the mobile infantry kind of have such a, a similarity to them. Yeah, yeah as like, far as like the yeah. guns go, but I mean the armor. Yeah, I mean, the armor's the, different, but well, the attitude armor, but... of everybody in the movie, the jingoism, they're yeah. totally making fun of that, and they're they're 
satirizing that in this movie, which is But I think a lot of people funny. don't get that. So Yeah, we'll, I know they don't, but we'll put that out <laughs> at the front that this movie is it's it's satirical. Sorry Dude. if you didn't get it. Like Yeah, if you didn't get it, you know, definitely pick yourself up, brush yourself off. Take some extra time in your SATs, all the good stuff, but it it really is satire. They they they're not honestly endorsing a world where Michael Ironside and his veteran friends are the fascist overlords. Yeah. But it's really fun to be there for a while. Yeah. Like their high school classes are all about, you know, killing people and why a, a fascist state is the best state and cut these bugs open because they're inferior untermensch and learn about like their, their guts. I thought the high school part was just like the cheesiest thing. Cause it was like <laughs> trying so hard to be like, you know, high school, like, Oh, like you're my sweetheart. And then like, you know, the other girls like crushing on him and crushing on Rico or whatever. Is it dizzy that was like crushing on? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ah, fuck you, bitch. I want to be with the other girl. And they have hyper then, football. Yeah. And then like, it's just, you know, they're cutting open bugs and it's supposed to be like, ha ha ha. Like she threw up. It's like, you, you see what you're, you're cutting open. This is like some yeah. disgusting bug alien thing. Like, I mean, the joke they're going for is it's like the frog in high school biology. That's like the big deal is the frog. Well, yeah, I, it's still that thing like took up the width of like a dining room know, table versus like a frog that's like the size of a phone. But, yeah, I, I, it was supposed to be satirical, like, haha, aliens. I like their football game they have. Because, uh, of, of course, Rico and, and the, other, the other football star on the other team from other space high school is, like, the jock douche. Yeah. He's going to try and snipe his girlfriend and is also, like, going to the colonial fleet. I, I still don't get how that was, like, much different from football. It just looked like arena football or something like that. Well, the but fact that he did like front flips, yeah, flips and shit to score with the ball. Like, <laughs> well, no, a uh, couple years ago there was somebody that flipped into the end zone on um, the Bengals. I thought, but was that on purpose or was that by accident? I feel it would be something like that. Chad Johnson would have done, but no, you I mean know Chad Ocho it was Cinco. last year. Yes. It was last year, and I don't remember who it was, but it was kind of like an accident, and he made the landing. Yeah, and he, he just he made like, something great out of the accident. That, yeah, but this seems like they're playing on like low gravity football field and capable of doing extreme. See, I didn't get that. It to me, it didn't seem like they were playing on low gravity. It seemed just like that uh, the Rico guy. Well, he, he's superhuman because that was one hell of a fucking flip. Otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. But no, he didn't he do um didn't he pull the front flip on one of the alien planets later on? I'm trying yes. to remember. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It may have been low gravity too, but eh. No, I just it, he's a superhuman athlete. I guess he can, you know, front flip eight feet in the air, but Yeah. Regardless, they play some goofy ass football game and then uh he and Michael Ironside, who's also one of the teachers who loves to talk about the power of fascism and why it's important have a nice chat about, you know, killing people or whatever at the high school graduation, and they dance to some shitty music. Yeah. So is the society they live in, is it really a fascist society, or is it a society that only veterans can vote in the democracy? I think, isn't that what they kind of structured as? Like, and they say, much like the book, that veterans are the only people who can really understand the like the responsibility of having the vote or something. It, well, it's the only the veterans can be citizens. So it's like people who yeah. aren't veterans have like, I guess a reduced set of rights. Okay. So veterans yeah. are kind of like a stand in for being like the party members. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, what I got from that is like, 
I guess at some point, you know, the bugs started attacking them, and then they had to shift their whole world government to be only focused on killing the bugs. And with that shift, it was like, okay, veterans will understand the plights of society more so they can vote on taxes and leaders and whatnot. So they get it. it you pleb who, like, works in an office doesn't. But it, it's really not like... I don't know. It, they seem to have some kind of contradictory nature there where it's like, oh, veterans get citizenship and that's the best thing ever. But apparently Casper Van Dien's dad is like a multi-gazillionaire business dude. Yeah. Who, but... who never bothered to become a citizen, but he still has a fuck ton of money and has a huge house and shit. So he doesn't care. I, I mean, there's always going to be, you know, there's people, you know, in this country that are just like, oh, yeah, I can totally vote or whatever, but I'm not going to because I don't care enough. And, you know, that's how we get, like, you know, less than 50% turnout or whatever, but... But they don't get to have vacations on Zykma Beach. Is that what it was called? Yeah, that's where he wanted to send him. Buenos Aires is pretty nice. I don't see why they need to even go on a vacation to a beach. It was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. <laughs> Until the false flag. Asteroids can't melt steel beams. Until war happened. Yeah. It was a false flag attack. A false flag attack? Yeah. What... Like the asteroid, yeah, coming in and landing. It's implied, I, I think, in in the book, maybe whatever sort of event sets them off that it maybe it wasn't the bugs. Oh, and it was like the the veterans or whoever the party members, whoever runs the show, like shot an asteroid out of orbit or something and deliberately caused this to happen. Oh, is that where that um that plot line from Futurama where they invaded like the Balsack planet? happen where like it ended up being that the humans were the aggressors probably yeah okay maybe you're not familiar with that episode no i the the bouncing but they have like the bouncy ball people. yeah like yeah. it's it's after i mean i knew that episode was based on starship troopers even without seeing the movie but after seeing the movie i'm like oh wow it really does like yeah, yeah match yeah. everything one for one because there's just like the... these little hints thrown in like you know after the asteroid but after like the attack and everybody's all fired up and they're going to kill the bugs then they have like the oh the commercial like on the federal network like oh the the defenses the sources and defenses are upgraded, and they shoot down the new asteroid like it'll never happen again, but you know now they've already gotten what they wanted like everybody's See, I, fully behind it. I thought they in the the movie they had the the laser defense grid or whatever already up prior to the attack at least on those commercials. But it wasn't good enough. Yeah, it wasn't good enough. Yeah, and they just need more R and D funding. They need the impetus to make it better for Neil Patrick Harris. Exactly. Who? Yeah, that's the other thing. Casper Van Dien fails his math test and then goes over to NPH's house to take a psychic exam. That whole, like, <laughs> aspect of the movie, like, maybe it's expanded more on the book, but, like, the whole psychic thing just was, like, uh, okay, like, it seems like there was just, like, two points in the movie where it was actually relevant and then disappeared. Is that a big thing in the book? I don't remember it being a... I don't recall it being a big thing in the book either. I remember them talking in the book about how they had to um, get, like, psychographic evaluations or something as part of becoming a soldier and learning how to use the the jumpsuits or whatever, but that was it. I think there's, like, the the implied... There's the the thing going on, but the book doesn't delve into it, like, to the degree that there's, like, the, the, the psychic core... You know, like the, the commercial where the guy has the third eyeball, like, you might be a psychic. Mm. Or, you know, you're in NPH's basement guessing cards yeah. while he sends his pet ferret to attack his mom. That, yeah, there's just, there's just like weird <laughs> shit like that just like thrown in the movie. I'm like, 
oh my god like so what it is makes going the movie so great though it's <laughs> yeah it's pretty fucking it's over the top in every aspect that would be a good way to describe it, yeah. Like the the like the guy who says like mobile imagery made me the man I am today, and it's like, oh, okay, I get it. That's why you have like a robot arm and no legs and shit. That's that's good. I get that. Yeah, and just like all the the Federation uh, commercials, whatever, or like they have like a one of the bugs that they captured in like you know a rubber room, and then like they throw a cow in there. It's like, oh, check out what it does to the cow, and it has like this big sensor block when it like. Uh, gets ripped apart. Like the when the kids are stomping the bugs and the soldiers are walking by and laughing. And oh, laughing at time. the cockroaches! Like, ha, ha. yeah, yeah. And it's like, here, hold my gun, kid. Don't you want to be part of the mobile infantry? Let's all stomp the bugs. <laughs> and I just, I can't remember if that was the time where like the kid was like pointing the gun at people and like, ha, ha. And he's like, I think it's the kid. Oh, yeah. yeah, the kid is holding the gun and having a great time waving it around. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, Jesus Christ, dude. And isn't that ba- isn't that backed against like the federal network thing where it's like you know, the condemned criminals being executed tonight, live all channels. <laughs> did, so did they have, like, the weird commercials like that in the book as well? Or were they more, like, oh, just sort of propaganda-type commercials, like, kill the bugs today, sign up for the... I don't know, recall the book picture. having a lot to say about, like, TV commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the book was mostly focused on the missions that they were on. Yeah, the the book is about like what they're doing, but there is kind of like a, you can infer there's all that propaganda stuff going on in the book, but the movie is just like loosely related to the book in the concept. Mm. But they took the idea of like this militarized society and then just went nuts with it. Like, you know, I'm like the lady who says like I joined up because I want to get like my breeding license or whatever to have kids. Yeah, and just like all this wacky crazy oh, shit. How did um. Rico's parents have kids then, if, like, they have to... They probably paid. I'm guessing because his dad has a bazillion dollars. It was just, like, you gotta, you know, money talks, oh. I guess, no matter what's going on. Yeah, I guess. I just, you know, buy, you know, a bunch of guns or make a donation to the bug killing fund or something like that. Zach Beach. <laughs> I the, like how his dad does the this fingers. Movie, <laughs> this movie seems like a mashup to me, more of... Um, the Starship Troopers book, but then also um, the Forever War. Yeah, if you guys have read that, not so much with like the time dilation stuff, but with how they view the society at home when the soldiers are away and everything's changing. Like, because the society in the Forever War, they did do all this stuff. Like, they reorganized it around like military conflict. That's what the whole society is oriented around mm-hmm. and they have all like that crazy shit that they have in this movie like people like need to get like you know licenses to do this that and because everything is based around this like beating like whoever the i forget the name of the aliens in that book but the starship troopers book didn't cover a lot of that home stuff i think they covered more like like the on the ground soldier experience yeah the book is it's a i guess it's more about like it almost it's like you're following kind of third person military diary really because it's it is about like the procedural events at the military unit but just you you get enough glimpses in there that i guess the if you didn't read the forever war this movie would still you'd still be like oh okay that i can see that earth being like that but the i don't know the military's guys priorities all fucked up in this movie because they have like we're jumping way ahead but they invade the bug planet or whatever and then they send down like the the giant triangle party pack that has a giant keg of beer and like a neon plastic violin for Gary Busey's son to play. 
and like eight yeah. footballs and shit. And then Michael Ironside is like, we got to go, you know, 10 minutes later, like, we got to go, we got to pull out. Like, you, you just sent the party pack down. Why are you doing that? Well, it wasn't a full on assault, was it? I thought it was like just a few people that they needed to send out to go to the the one encampment that was like run over or something and had to just trust signal. The uh, the Mormon extremists? Was that, that wasn't a Mormon extremist. The place where they get ambushed? Was it the the place where the generals hiding in the closet and they all get ambushed? Like, yeah, I know they, there was like one commercial that they said the Mormon extremists like, and I think that's the same planet. Oh, okay. like the commercial sets it up later, so it's like this is the outpost that was overrun. Is that the place with like the the cardboard looking base that they're trying yeah. to defend and that yeah, uh, and the what, bug dizzy gets stabbed or impaled, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she gets killed there. Yeah, that's where she dies and. That the uh, base was just hilarious. Michael Ironside like dies was, there too, though. Yeah, I know. He's like fighting off some bug, and it gets him in the face or something, right? He gets sucked into the pit underground and tells oh, Rico yeah, to yeah, shoot yeah. him. Right. Yeah. But I laugh because the base looks so flimsy, and I was you just know, like, "Oh, yeah. why don't you just push he it just over?" Couldn't defend right? jack shit with that. <laughs> I was just laughing so hard when like the bugs like continually died and like building up their like bug dead bug mountain to like get over the side yeah, of the like base ants or something. Yeah. Yeah. I really like boot camp. That was my favorite. With Hank Schrader? <clears throat> yeah. Well, Minerals. boot camp has a lot of people in there. It's got Hank Schrader and um, Clancy Brown is the sergeant who throws a knife through Gary Busey's hand. So Mr. Krabs stabs Gary Busey's son. And he also breaks that one dude's wrist. Oh, he, the... He's like, I'm a badass. I can take you on. Yeah, the one up jump kid. That wasn't the other football guy, was it? No. No, other yep. football guy goes to the Fleet Academy and yeah. somehow, even though he and Cameron Diaz are the same age, he's already like a second lieutenant flight instructor by the time she gets there. But yeah, I, he I, was I, like, you I, know I, the script forgot about that. So moonlighting we'll, we'll about it too. in high school yeah. uh, training us, you know, some flight commander. It was whatever. Like I said, the script forgot about it, so we'll forget about it too. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter. Maybe he tested well and he just like uh got placed high enough. <laughs> He plays so high, they just like, you know, you can skip the rest of this. You can just be a second lieutenant. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, well, no, it's maybe. like going to officer school or something like that. But, I mean, that's still a process. Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he still has to go. <laughs> maybe, maybe the people in the chain of command ahead of him all died, so he just inherited the position. Because isn't that what happens to um, Casper Van Dien in this movie? Yeah. He... Like, his commanding officer... Yeah, it, like both of them die, and he's like suddenly the leader of like the the platoon or some shit. Oh yeah, Michael Ironside yeah. dies. Um, the doesn't the black guy die? Mm. Of course, the black guy dies. What am I saying? He gets burned up by the bug, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, the acid spraying bug or whatever. But Fleet Lieutenant Handsome Football Guy, he's still he's there when Cameron Diaz is in like flight school. Yeah, like all she friends, goes to go. Yeah, uh, her first like actual pilot on a big ship. And, like, he's, like, in the first seat, you know, watching her test drive. He's like, hey, what's up, bitch? Like, remember me? It's like, oh, yeah, I do. Maybe he was, like, held, like held back in high school. What's their school ship called? The Roger Bacon or something? Yeah, yeah, it was something like the Roger Beacon or, I don't know, kind of goofy. And then, I know like, their, their space station is called Ticonderoga Base, like the... The pencils, the yeah. The pencils, yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember. And I'm like... Ticonderoga, really. Or, you know, Fort Ticonderoga. Well. Pencils. <laughs> pencils are more well-known than the fort, I feel like. And they have Sorry, the, yeah, people who are fans of the fort. Right, they have the laser tattoo machine there. Oh, yeah. That somehow makes colors and shit by burning you horribly. 
when you can just like throw whiskey on it. It's like, ah, oh, that's fine, whatever. And the robot knows, like, oh, I better stop now. Like, better not ignite that whiskey with my lasers. I yeah. If they have the little um, machine that makes the whiskey out of the little cubes, like in Alien Resurrection. See, okay, actually, when watching this movie, I got a lot of uh, Alien Resurrection kind of feel from this. Like, at least the goofy parts of the movie felt like the goofy parts of Alien. I think they came out in the same year, didn't they? Like 1997 or something. Yeah, this is a late 90s yeah. movie. But yeah, I just got like a lot of those feelings. Like I feel like I the Harry General from Alien uh, wouldn't be too far removed from this movie. I know where he does the second flip. I just remembered. Oh, where is he that? He does the first flip in the football game, and the second one he does like in their live fire training. Oh, not their live fire exercise, but like their capture the flag stun gun exercise. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he flips over the thing and grabs the flag, and is like, oh, I'm Casper Van Dien. I'm never going to make a second movie. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they make two sequels to this? I think he was in one of the sequels. Yeah, they made right. two, at least two sequels. But Fucking they... Gary Busey's kid. I can't get over him. Jake Busey. I, okay, you told me this was Gary Busey's kid right before we started this, and I I thought it was just somebody that looked like, you know, a young Gary Busey, like, with a bit more fucked face and, like, weird teeth. Surprise. But then, like, you're like, oh, it's Gary Busey's kid. I'm like, you're fucking with me, right? You're just saying that because he looks like him. It's like, no, that literally is Gary Busey's seed. And it's like, yeah. uh... Okay. What were we talking about before the pizza guy came? Gary Busey's kid. Gary Busey's kid. Who can play the violin? I don't get why he can play the violin, other than like I guess he just looks like has like a country type face. It's just like he can play, you know, the green uranium violin or something like that. He's not from Buenos Aires though, so he probably can't say "kill them all." He can't say "kill them all" from Buenos Aires, well, huh? It's like we're it's one of the best lines in the movie where Casper Van Dien gets his tattoo and then finds like the. The news reporter guy who's also hilarious on the uh, the pencil station there. Oh. And the guy's like, what are your thoughts on the, the bug attack? And he's like, I'm from Buenos Aires. And I say, kill them all. Yeah. And then, yeah, he, he puts his hat on, like, very forcefully. And then he and his friends all walk off to be cool. <laughs> he ruffled that guy's backpack, just walked away. Yeah, pretty much. Just shook it around the table. and was like, don't ever do that again. And left. Yeah. It was very Listen to bugs. Don't ever Listen. do that again. <laughs> Go take the brain bugs backpack. Exactly. What was it like again? <laughs> <laughs> the brain bug I thought was pretty cool though. Like how he has the little bugs that like, carry him around, like the it's like little <laughs> scrubbing bubbles guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always thought of it like the you know, rolling the limestone bricks up the ramp for the pyramids with the logs under them. Like, that's what it looked like to me. Mm, yeah. yeah. And he has a big straw that comes out that sucks out uh, handsome fleet captain football guy's brains after he gives Which him is the... also fucking hilarious. <laughs> gives him the great speech, though. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Gives him the great speech. Like, oh, you'll never win. Yeah. One day, someone like me is going to kill every last one of you fucking bugs. And he got captured by Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. I, I... And then they shove a thing up its ass in the end. It wasn't yeah. up its ass, was it? I thought it was in its like little like. They jam it in his, I guess, mouth face. Uh, it's like, well, it's like a mouth big thing. tube thing. Yeah, there's like they're trying to drill painful. into his brain. Yeah, that's what they're going for. Yeah, they got it though. But Mr. Krabs got it actually. That's what they when they come out on the surface, they find out that uh, Mr. Krabs is the one who captured it. Oh yeah, because he took a demotion. 
So I guess he's like the, not the assistant manager of the Krusty Krab. Yeah, so apparently this guy, who was it? Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown was uh, the voice actor for Mr. Krabs. He's also the bad guy in uh, Highlander. He's the Kurgan, the guy who has his head partially sewn back on. He's in a ton of shit. There's a lot of people who are in a ton of shit, though. Like uh, Hank Schrader, Justin said. Yeah. He's the commandant, I guess, for the uh, military academy or whatever. Yeah, he's some sort of position there that can bitch out recruits. Yeah, because he's, well, I think he's in charge because he's the one who has to accept, like, his resignation when Rico wants to leave. Oh, and then he goes to the drill instructor saying, like, hey, is it worth even bringing this kid back? And then, yeah, there's, yeah. like, Buenos Aires gets blown up and they're, like, digging out all the bodies and the, the big fat guy with the flannel shirt's like, let's kill the bugs, and then that changes his mind. Mm-hmm. And then Hank Schrader tears the uh, the resignation thing in half and is like, you're back in. I thought it was a drill instructor that teared it, but it's... That's oh, no, of... Hank Schrader pretends he's not looking. Yes. And then, yeah. Like, doesn't look like your signature. And bah, confetti. Good job, ASAC Schrader. Yeah, him and his rock collection. He probably should have been more on top of that since he was the commandant of a military academy. I feel like the neo-Nazis wouldn't have gotten the drop on him otherwise. But, yeah. you know... Maybe he could have had Clancy Brown come throw knives in their hands. I also like that part where he's just like, hey, Gary Busey's son, put your hand out. Stand right there. Yeah. <laughs> he just throws a knife through. And he's like, if you disable the enemy's hand, he cannot fight. And he's just like screaming and clutching his hand. But they don't have hands, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. I guess they don't. I mean, you can shoot off one of their limbs and they might be like, oh, well, I think they actually note that in the uh, Neil Patrick Harris says that like if you blow off like one of the or like some number of the limbs are still like eighty percent combat effective, so you want to shoot them like right here. Yeah, like right in like the spinal cord or bug spinal cord, whatever bug, you call it. The bug spinal cord, yeah. Yeah. So whatever we're gonna call it. That you can paralyze them from the waist down. The glowing red Zelda enemy marker thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Queen Goma. Attack the eye. Queen Goma. Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> the first boss that takes like two seconds to kill. You have a DQ exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to think. Well, oh, another thing I like about this movie that's really cool is when the uh, the giant bug, like ass cannon things, are shooting down all the ships in orbit, and the the Roger we're gonna call it the Roger Bacon. The Roger Bacon gets hit by one of them. Yeah. So was that elaborated on the book? Like, was it like a setup or whatever? Did they know about the the big bugs that like shoot meteors out their ass? I don't even think that was. Or in was the that book. in the book? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't recall. In the that. movie, it was a setup. So the bugs. Tr- yeah, lured them there and shot on the armada. Yeah, in the movie, it was just bad intel. In the movie, in the, in the movie, the first uh, sky marshal guy, who I guess is the the man in charge of the military, mm-hmm. says like, "Oh, we'll just go cut the head off the snake and attack Klandathu, the bug homeworld." And the bugs are like, obviously have their homeworld super fortified, so they have giant S- bugs with butt cannons. Right, sort of a bad idea just to jump in there and like it's so, like the cameraman gets ripped in half and like the. Oh, no, the TV reporter guy gets ripped in half and the cameraman Yeah, gets, they like, do stabbed. something that I fucking hate in movies, though. At the start of the movie, they're like, ah, crazy shit going on. And it's like, then, like, it cuts, like, one year earlier. And it's like, okay, that's just, like, a lazy way to, like, get somebody invested in your movie. I feel like just, like, jump to, like, some point of action in the movie. Then it's like, ah, here's a tease. Fuck you. Go back to high school. <laughs> but high school is also funny. High school is, like, funny in a different way. Like, I would have been okay if it was just, like, 
you know, they had all the propaganda in high school and like, you know, the bug dissections and whatnot without that beginning. Just the whole like one year earlier thing is kind of. I like in high school, they have like the test score thing where you can just like type in somebody's name apparently and like. Oh, yeah. And then like if the test score is up, like you can just like press another button and it like displays on the whole screen that like, you know, people on the other side of campus can see. Ha ha ha. Rico's retarded. Yeah. (laughs) Retard Rico. Ha ha ha. Might have been his name. R squared. (laughs) <laughs> his nickname rr <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking here you know off, off the top of my head what we would call him if we were in the year 3000 high school we could the retard yeah exactly did you catch it though on their shitty pop song at the end that it's like it's the year 3000 and all as well i think are the lyrics they keep syncing over and over again when which which when part? they're having their high school dance like their graduation dance oh no, I think I was like kind of zoned out at that because I was just like, uh, okay, this no. is. I was listening to that and thinking like, wow, either that's just really horrible writing or that's actually like a clever little thing. Like, of course, they'd only approve a song that says all as well. Yeah. Maybe I'm giving Paul Verhoeven too much credit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They're probably just lazy on the lyrics and they're just like. Yeah, it was probably like. Let's their... just repeat the chorus 47 times <laughs> during the dance. <laughs> We rented these people who can kind of sing and a guy who can sort of play the guitar, so this is all they can handle. Just keep doing that. Yeah, so a high school band, pretty much. Wow, so that's meta. Woo. Whoa. Except all the people that were in high school looked like they were, you know, 30-something. But that's just the... Graduate students, yeah. (laughs) Very, very mature, or they were held back or something. But that's like most high school movies that, like, they have, you know, early 30s people, and it's like, okay... People you who guys can, have like a yeah. five o'clock shadow and you should have like a crust stash right now. People can who can just barely pass as high school, right, with some makeup. Even with that, you have like these, you know, Rico has like this giant jaw and like a five o'clock shadow. And He's whatnot. got wrinkles. On his yeah, face. he should have like this awkward little mustache he hasn't yeah. shaved yet or whatever. Yeah, he's got like wrinkles on his forehead. I noticed that. <laughs> it's like he's got a lot on his mind. It's very stressful being yeah. a billionaire guy's son in, yeah, Buenos Aires, paradise. Which I guess, like, people just have freedom to move anywhere on Earth now. Like, I feel like Buenos Aires would be, like, rather populated. But, like, it seems like there's a big, there's a wide number of people there, like, as far as, like, rich, I get the feeling middle class type thing. I, I really get the feeling that during the... uh Let's just say that the the veterans takeover was mm. not the South American veterans. I feel like it might have been somebody from a different, you know, background. They might have moved other people out of the way by killing them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like there was some kind of global hegemony thing established, and maybe it wasn't the poor people who got on top of that one. It was just a couple of rich people that got. It seems like know. a few rich nations just wiped everybody out because it so, seems the whole planet's just chock full of white people or like you know oreo black people (laughs) yeah there wasn't much in between that i'm thinking about it was either like ginger or black that was it so you think they went ahead and implemented the the original uh german plan for the soviet union just mass starvation and get everybody out so for the lebensraum yeah i think that that's pretty much what happened Uh, It it seems like Buenos Aires is just remarkably full of white people who speak Americanized English. It would have been funny if they all had German accents. 
That would have been hilarious. <laughs> no, I think in this movie, it's clearly like, you know, the American is the supreme yeah. nationality or identity. Yeah. And if there is this conspiracy, I'm assuming they'd just be like, okay, well, what country do we care about the least that would actually have some sort of impact on, you know, global, you know, politics? But they blew up the hyper football stadium. Oh, no. I know. You're not going to build another one of those. The kids do flips to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the World Cup stadiums are still there. Probably not. <laughs> it hasn't been built yet, so they haven't <laughs> finished it. Yeah. They I mean, probably maybe, still haven't finished it in the year I was going to say, yeah, maybe they'll be done with it by the time it gets blown up by the asteroid. <laughs> but, you know, on the on the bright side in this in this movie, you know, you do get to see Denise Richards topless for a brief time. In one cut. Yeah, in the uncut version. Yeah. Um, I watched the version on Netflix, and I want to say it was in there. Okay, well, Netflix usually has those, but, like, yeah. in the original DVD one, the scene where she and Rico are outside the school, and he's, like, taking her shirt off, that's not included for whatever reason. Mm. But the guy getting ripped in half by the bugs or Rico So it was, like, hit. the shower scenes, like, completely cut, too, or something? Oddly, no. Huh. Yeah. Because I, I was too integral to the story for I, like the one black one to be like, I want to go into politics. I want to have a baby. I want to like kill some bugs. I guess the shower scene is, is too, I don't fucking know. Don't ask me. <laughs> I'm not an editor. I feel like the editors just make these wacky decisions. Yeah. But the shower scene, fun fact, Paul Verhoeven had his cock out there too. Did he? I mean, it was yeah. like cut, you know. Everybody was waist. naked. Yeah. And he made the crew be naked too so everybody wouldn't think it was weird oh which probably just made it weirder to say yeah like the the canadian fat guy with the camera probably a little awkward i don't know i've actually heard some things like about <clears throat> some nude uh scene filming like uh, in game of thrones they had the guy who played hodor like have a prosthetic dick on him but that was just because they wanted like hodor's dick to be like a giant dick but so hodor Hodor was wearing a strap on or something yeah there's actually a pretty funny youtube (laughs) video about um the the actor who plays hodor explaining the whole process where he had to get this prosthetic dick on and like how for like weeks afterwards he was like pulling glue out of his pubes still (laughs) (laughs) if people could hear the face i'm making right now no it, it actually is a pretty funny story you should look it up but um, completely I'm, off track. I there. might. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like it shows the scene like with Todor um, in the the God's Wood in Winterfell. This is not sci-fi really, but you know. And then he like pops out like Hodor, Hodor, and like <laughs> then like he's you know explaining the whole time where he's like super embarrassed that he has to wear a prosthetic dick and like. He's worried that, you know, Bran is going to, like, fucking report him, put him on a list or something. Because his real dick isn't good enough for the, <laughs> for the scene. Well, <laughs> I think the way he explained it, it's like, oh, I mean, he was probably bragging. It was like, yeah, my dick's pretty good, but they wanted even more. Like, like we want, like, a freak. Yeah, but no, he they actually. should have hired Evan Stone or something, or a real, or a porn star, you know? Yeah, seriously. Evan Stone does have a space sci-fi movie, yeah, Space Nuts. Balls. Oh, does he? Spaceballs, Mel oh, Brooks. Oh, space! No, 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 no. Well, no. Space. Mel Brooks wouldn't want that to happen, or George Lucas. No, no. What? Uh, what is the movie? Is it Space Nuts? For really? I think it is Space Nuts. Okay. And okay. he's playing like hologram poker at the beginning, and then wastes the guy with this disintegrator beam. 
because sci-fi. <laughs> and then he fucks like a chick in blue paint or something. Yeah, it's alien. a porn movie. Yeah, there's, okay. There's a pretty quick path from the poker game to raucous group sex, but you know. Okay. Put it out there. If you're a real sci-fi fan, you feel like you need to watch everything sci-fi related. <laughs> there is sci-fi related porn. <laughs> so I think the, you know, the advertising folks are going to call you now and ask you to do like advertisements for like the Navi fleshlights or something. I don't something. give a fuck about advertising. <laughs> this podcast doesn't need advertising. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to sell your Navi fleshlights, I will definitely read the copy. I have no shame about that, but that would actually probably be worth it in and of itself to read what hilarious copy they sell those with. Yeah, you guys can get one for one of your friends, you know, the one I, I feel like about. the yeah. back of the box of like a Navi fleshlight would just be like hilarious to read. You ever wanted to fuck a nine foot tall woman? Yeah. Here's your chance. <laughs> get the unobtainium. <laughs> the unobtainiable yeah. pussy. That's right. Get it because it's fictional from another planet. Yeah, and then they like try and sell like their nine foot tall real doll that's blue or something like that. The nine foot tall real that'd be great. People could choke themselves with the little USB cord they have in their heads. Wait, in their I thought oh wait, yeah, was their like yeah, braid like, or whatever. Their fucking braided hair is a USB cord that like plugs into horses and everything. Let's not even talk about Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean we could at some point, but it makes sense if the USB cord is in the fake Navi they clone. But to have that be a naturally occurring phenomena where they can just like plug themselves into trees or plants or animals, absolutely not. Uh, I mean, he I'm, was going I, for like full alien planet. Like, you don't know how life evolved there. Like, Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Let's get back to like a <laughs> good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm okay. from Pandora and I say kill them all. Like, really, that would have been a better solution. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they wanted to do, pretty much, wasn't it? I, oh, at the end I guess just to briefly touch on Avatar 2 I don't see how it's not going to be Earth sends a fleet just to blow the planet up but whatever we'll see maybe they'll build a Death Star inside another planet and use it to like blow up in the planet Star Killer I hate to base. go on this any longer but what, is that actually have a timeline for coming out or is it just like to be announced still I think 2017 or something I mean they're up there 2017 2018 okay so it's like but... not even like pre-production like, maybe there's a script. Well, I know Sam Worthington's probably available, so they can get right on that. <laughs> yes, after uh, the movie we talked about last week. Well, he did Avatar after last week. Um, did he? Wasn't Avatar after? Terminator? But I think it was filmed before. Ooh. I think Avatar was, like, his first real film role. Mm -hmm. But the, the post-production obviously took so long mm -hmm. that he had a time, you know, to fill you know, his schedule with a movie like Terminator that didn't have nearly as much post to do because... You know, you think George Lucas had a lot of green screen? Yeah. Yeah, Avatar is a totally different story. They just, like, half the movie was just, you know, they took a picture of the green screen and, like, there was no actual actors on there. Well, to talk about green screen and special effects, though, Starship mm -hmm. Troopers, a lot of its models? Uh, Well... Pretty good. Yeah, I could tell a lot of it wasn't special effects. And a lot of the bugs were actual, like, models, right? It looked like yeah. that. And the hordes of bugs that were CGI, you can tell they're kind of fake, but... Yeah, they, like they... when it was like the big, like, bigger than human bugs, those were CGI, and then like the big horde of bugs that was like outside that little Mormon compound, that that was also CGI, yeah. but... And I think, no, was the brain bug? When the brain bug was like moving, it was CGI, it looked like. But when it was like still, it was... 
Actual. Yeah, they they definitely had a brain bug prop because like where it sticks its little brain sucker straw into handsome fleet captain football guy's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they definitely do a, they do a close up then. Yeah, and it's a prop. Did this? It's also um, props for the 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 ships like the Roger Bacon and pencil base. Yeah, those are models. Um, there's also I guess the practical where he like fights the giant firebug and punches its back open. That's real too. Well, yeah, I mean, they never had, like, the full firebug model. They had, like, you know, a piece of its back modeled out so he could, like, punch it or whatever. We still have to praise them for that because now no, that I mean, would be, like, a, an X on some blue floor. No, I mean, it would turn into, um, we were talking about uh, Attack of the Clones earlier, and, like, wasn't there, like, some shot of, like, Anakin just, like, looking like a fucking, like, toy running up and down something? Or am I thinking of Lord of the Rings when they were running on the back of the elephants and whatnot, maybe? That was Lord of the Rings. There was nothing like Anakin like running on the back of like some big thing. Oh, I don't know. Not, are you thinking of like where Legolas is jumping on the elephants and well, riding their what, trunks down and shooting people? I that's what I am thinking of now. But I thought there was some shot in like one of the prequels where like it was like a really wide shot of like Anakin hopping on something big and then like jumping up and down it. But it was like obvious. It was just like a little like you know computer graphic Anakin. Maybe when they're maybe the, I'm thinking the, of Lego in the arena with those the animals in the arena like that the, are supposed to kill them. Yeah, the wide shot where he jumps on the pillar to hide from the animal. Uh, maybe it was when he was riding on the back of those lizard things. In am I high right now? Are you? <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> no, it's, it's Obi Wan who rides. Yeah, the lizard Obi Wan rides. The okay, lizard. maybe yeah. that was like the weird CGI thing. Or are you thinking where Anakin is riding the lizard he captures with the chains in the arena? Because they do hop on the little lizard thing. It was something like that, I thought. And then the other that Jedi who really has big. the extra lightsabers, just in case, runs up and throws them spare lightsabers. <laughs> Here you go. So I brought these from home, guys. Here it's you like go. parade candy. They're just like throwing it to all the just Jedis. Toss it out there. <laughs> yeah, there were some really egregious parts in the prequels. Everybody but again, Starship Troopers made many years before. Yeah, with practical effects. Looks much Looks pretty much damn better. good. Yeah, the I mean, the fight, parts were, when there were CGI looked out of place but like in the the whole realm of the movie like you can just write it off like oh that's just like something goofy they're doing because they didn't take themselves seriously or didn't try to they didn't try to write the greatest love story since romeo and juliet is that a quote from george lucas apparently was his intention yeah with two people who have absolutely no chemistry on screen together hmm did they do a screen test, or was it? Just... I don't know, but you know, you're talking about Romeo and Juliet. At least when they made the the silly remake with Leo DiCaprio and um, was it who was in that with him? Are you talking about the gangster remake? Yes, yes. But at least like he and the Juliet character in that movie, they had chemistry. Whereas George Lucas is like, oh, we're gonna make a love story, and you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman and. Hayden Christensen. Christensen didn't have any chemistry at all. He's not working still, is he? Is yeah, he, he is. He, oh, uh, he is. I can't remember. I, I just saw he was in some other movie. He's not he a bad actor. It's like, I really blame you know the script writing and George Lucas and those people oh. for like forcing bad know, performances um, out of talented people. Little Kid Anakin. I, can't, I remember his name. Did oh, he Floyd. Floyd. Didn't he retire after just because of the yes. hate from... I don't know, but... Yeah, he know. doesn't do anything anymore. He goes to conventions and signs autographs. And he's like, I'm so sorry. 
He should be sorry, okay? Little kid or not, like you. I mean, his parents probably just like took him to like some like, you know, audition or whatever. Like, he was hey. already an actor. He's already a child actor before that. Oh, was he? He's in Jingle All the Way, your Christmas movie we're gonna review. Fuck. So does he do the? <laughs> does he do the Lou Ferrigno thing at the conventions and charge you twenty dollars for a photograph or something? I actually don't know. <laughs> yeah, but there are YouTube videos out of, of out there of him saying like, "Oh yeah, I don't do you know shit anymore because." Fucking episode one ruined me. I want to ask him how fast his pod racer went. <laughs> Tell him he can if he can get it out, we can have a race in the parking lot or something. I think that's bullshit. No, this though. is pod racing. There, there have been actors who have come back from much worse than you know being a child actor and being in a bad role. I mean, you can. Well, you can I mean, there's like being like a bad role. Like, say, if he was just in Jingle All the Way, then like that's one thing. He can probably still go on acting and grow up acting, but like when you're in such you're so you're in like something that is such like a central culture icon like this like Star Wars. Yeah. And you are just the most hated thing in that movie. It like I would like destroy like some like 7 or 8 year old kid I feel like. That's what I'm saying though. It's it's not the kid's fault that the kid on screen is horrible. No, no, no. It's, it's I'm just the, saying it's George Lucas's fault and the I'm, script. Yes, writing. it is George yeah. Lucas's fault in the script writers, but you're gonna you can't make that argument to a kid in elementary school saying like, "Hey, don't fucking bully this kid. It's not his fault. The movie fucking sucked and his role was awful." Oh no, yeah, you can't <laughs> prevent that. And so that's what probably ruined him. Like all the kids at his school, like, "Hey, I saw your movie, faggot." Like. Kids are gonna do that. Even Go suck the ball was dead. Even if the movie like, was like enormously awesome and he was the best part of it, they still would have <laughs> called him faggot and made fun of him. Right? Oh, you're the Star Wars kid, just like all the kids at Brown University making fun of, um, you know, Hermione, saying like, you know, oh, five yeah. points for Gryffindor every in every class. I she's mean, in. come on though, <laughs> yeah. come on. I know, but it's such, <laughs> it's, it's such low hanging fruit. But you, the Harry Potter movies were good, and she was good in them. But they're still gonna say that shit. Yeah, yeah but I. Again, though, I mean, come on. If she's raising her hand and, like, actually being Hermione and giving the right answer, you cannot not say 10 points for Gryffindor when she gets it right. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like... Or, like, if you're in Jake Lloyd's class and he gets the right answer, like, now this is pod racing. Like, just shout that from the back of the room. I feel like he played it, like, low <laughs> enough. He probably just, like, slid through, you know, high school and college. Just, like, just don't look at me, don't look at me. Like, hopefully no one knows. Hey, what's up, like... Jake? Is this pod racing right now? Do you know? Can you tell us? Yeah, he was... Well, that probably came out, like, during, like, you know, parties and whatnot. He's, like, smoking or whatever. And, like, like, hey, hey, Jake. What? This is pod racing. Like, just, like, slap Woo! on the side of the head. Like, I'm surprised he didn't get, like, his DL-44 Blast Tech laser pistol out and take it to school. But then again, he probably... I don't know. He probably had, like, an onset tutor and was homeschooled and shit. Who fucking knows with child actors? Oh, he probably got transferred or something after the movie came out. And... Transferred to a special school. Well, I mean, just somewhere in elsewhere in whatever city he lived in or to another state just to, like, get away from the stigma of everyone knowing he's the Star Wars kid. But I think you guys are right that George Lucas gets the majority of the blame. I still have to put some of it on the actors because in the end they did say the lines, but, like... I mean, it, yeah, it, it's George Lucas' blame for it, but it's yeah. still the wider population sees Anakin as a kid and thinks that kid is a faggot. But if you watch like him. the all behind the scenes thing for the prequels, like he'll he'll say like, Oh no, you you should say it like this. He'll actually tell them like how it's supposed to be said. 
which I guess is something you don't do with actors because the creative people like to make their own choices. But that just yeah. shows you how, you know, maybe that's why he tends to pick unknowns a lot because imagine if like Jack Nicholson was in episode one or something and like George was trying to tell him how to act or something like right. he would just go on a tirade or, you know, say like, fuck you and leave or, you know, cause you don't tell like really good actors how to act. And what if Christian Bale were in episode one? We could trying have to had, film a fucking yeah. scene here. We could have had the the the, 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 uh, the grip rant years Turn earlier. Turn your goddamn lights off. What, what, what movie did he freak out? Was he Salvation? Salvation. When okay. he and Sam Worthington were trying to have that conversation where they were whispering, and then he suddenly became a British man. <laughs> he was yeah. That's I guess the guy walked in his eyeline. Oi. <laughs> yeah, he's very upset. Oh, give me me bangers and mash. I don't even think we talked about that rant last week, but that is, we that didn't. was a good rant. It was a good rant. Bangers and mash is disgusting, by the way. It is. What but is it? Bangers and mash, sausage and potatoes. But not any potatoes. Oh. Bangers and mash usually means like it's like little bits in the potatoes because like, they're they're uh, yeah, dried, smash. like they're instant yeah, potatoes. Smash. Oh, yeah, like the powder stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get little chunks. So if anybody ever offers you bangers and mash and they're from the UK, mm-hmm. don't don't accept it, listeners, no, because you, you're going to get powdered potatoes. You got to make. You got to get potatoes and mash them yourself if you want good mashed potatoes. Get American Idaho potatoes. That's what you need. Right. It's like you got to say, you know, no, I don't want like leftover World War II surplus dried potatoes. I would like the real thing, please. Yes. I'm American. God damn it. We fought a war over this with you. Yeah. There's that jingoism that we're right. talking about. I'm trying to get into the spirit of Starship Troopers. Right. I'm trying to channel my Alex Jones like 1776 will commence mass again. Murder, mass murder, suicide pills. <laughs> you gotta watch out for those mass murder suicide pills, Justin. They're everywhere. Oh yeah, they are. No, I think the funniest Alex Jones thing, and this is probably sci-fi, just because it's so batshit crazy. Like when he was leading Jesse Ventura on like his trek in the woods and found like the giant plastic bins, like thousands of them. He's like, these are the coffins that the NWO is gonna use to put the bodies in from the FEMA camps. Whoa, wait. Like, okay. Is this like? <laughs> Real life right now? Is yeah. this... this is like on a documentary on like True TV or something. <laughs> I was like, okay, this should be on the Sci Fi channel because <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, He's a quality guy. That sounds fucking hilarious. He turns out many great quotes. He'd actually fit right in the Star Trek Troopers universe. They could have had Alex Jones in there. They could have had him as like one of the uh, the people on the military council. I'm surprised that's like the one thing they didn't do in this movie is ha- have some instantly recognizable tv announcer like bill o'reilly style kind of linking the pieces of the movie together with the propaganda but they just they went for the basic i kind of like that it's just the commercials on the federal network and the the would you like to know more with like the fake overlay where you can click on the i want to know more button oh yeah yeah i think it's good i'm just surprised they didn't do that that seems to be a big thing now you know, like the new RoboCop, they had Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah but maybe it wasn't it. a big, yeah. like, that wasn't. Yeah. I think that the, the movie that really got that going was V for Vendetta, though. Yeah, the Prospero guy. Yeah, the fat guy who likes to listen to him, watch a show in the shower on, like, eight different TVs, yeah. And oh, yeah. Gets killed in the shower, right? Well, you know, you can, you can die in the shower. It's pretty easy. Especially if some guy he with did, a mask He didn't put those you. adhesive pads down. Yeah. That's what happened. No, I mean, showers are actually pretty dangerous. Like, you can slip and fall, crack your head, you'll be dead. Like, yeah, if you don't put the, the ducks down. 
Oh, the, the little like yeah. sticky yeah, ducks. Yeah, the, the rubber pads and stuff. That's that's what you gotta do. Put Although, like down. even like getting out of the shower, if like your mat's loose or something, you don't have one of those mats that's like stick or whatever. It's dangerous, man. Mm, I think it's more dangerous in the shower than. Uh, if you have one of those old masks that's just like cloth or whatever and it like slips and slides really easily you get out at like an <laughs> angle and it's like wow bam. i don't know I, I think unless you like turtle wax your, your shower floor tiles or whatever then you'd be all right yeah you know your bathroom tiles you know, if you just like buff them out like every day they might be a little slippery but you should get a giant asteroid from Klendathu and put it on your bathroom you know to keep it that's still. what i don't get is why they didn't just do what the bugs did. Drop to them. an just asteroid drop, on them. <laughs> drop a bunch of fucking asteroids on Klendathu as like, you know, pepper the LZ and then they can land all or their shit. Or more importantly, why the fuck are you sending ground troops in there? I mean, you've got nukes to the point where you can put them on like some kind of man portable rocket launcher. Right, or at least use your air superiority. What's, what's going on over there? I don't know, the chair like slipped or something. I'll figure it out later. I'm okay. not on the ground. All right. But yeah, like, I don't know, they had that plot point of like, oh, they have this huge asteroid belt with like unlimited asteroids. It's like, mm, what's between Mars and Jupiter here? Like, we can just blow some shit out. It's not like we don't have some sort of interstellar travel. Or they could have just taken an asteroid from Klendathu because they have so many. Well, okay. The asteroids obviously don't have like warp drives or anything. Yeah. So how are they even like getting to Earth if they're not just like... Right over there. Thus raising the question of the false flag attack. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they encounter one of the asteroids on the way to the, the bug planet. And, um, Do they, though? Do they? I mean, was that like was that there intentionally? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. But I thought the... the oh, wait. The bug thing was scared, so it wasn't actually trying to like kill everyone. It's like, hey, I'm yeah. scared. Don't kill me. He yeah. still died, though. Maybe. You don't know. Definitely. He got dissected. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris walks around in a black leather trench coat with a black cap. All it's missing is the little skull and crossbones yeah. and, the, and the lightning bolts. Like. Yeah. I probably should have raised an eyebrow a little more at that when I saw it. I'm just like, wow. NBH I mean, looks like a real Nazi here. It's, it's pretty obvious what like the special intelligence division is. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, okay. It's like the psychic test really just testing for like, you know, Aryan heritage or something like that. Like <laughs> how good of a Nazi yeah. you are. <laughs> right. Reichsfuhrer Patrick Harris. Yeah. Kind of, he dresses like it. He certainly dresses the part. No, I mean, all the other troopers and like, you know, uh, fleet people have, you know, generic kind of looking military uniforms. And then like Neil Patrick Harris come out like, you know, 90 minutes into the movie, it's like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, here's my SS uniform. It's like, um, why are there lightning bolts on your, you know? How are you guys doing? Just got back from the rally. We decided that we're going to close some Jewish businesses down. Nothing to worry about. We got to kill the bugs now, too. Wait, wait, was he in high school with them? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's the best part. Like, So, like, he's instantly promoted to, like, the top science well, guy Well, no, no, no. He, he tested well enough that he put got put into the R&D, like, division or whatever and then like he just disappears after they all go their different ways in like the assignment facility and then he just shows up like 90 minutes into the movie after dizzy's funeral yeah after dizzy's funeral and it's like hey guys what's up i just came from the rally we're gonna go kill the bugs now like but he walks in with like the ss officer's outfit with the lightning bolts and skull like just clipped off (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like, oop, going into public, like, stick in the pocket. Like He all but clicks his heels when he comes to a stop and talks to them. This movie is fucking hilarious. Yeah, this movie's awesome. Yeah. But really, though, I think that probably the, the most interesting part of this movie is when um, Casper Van Dien is is trying to... They're trying to, like, survive the walking through the canyon to get to the Mormon extremist fort. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're all looking around, and the one guy gets picked up by the pterodactyl bug, and, like, the little tiny baby bugs and eggs for some reason start eating him. And Michael Ironside like takes the guy's rifle and shoots him. And the, the Casper Van Dien and, and doomed black guy have that conversation like, whoa, like that's pretty hardcore. It's like, you do the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause then he has to do the same for him. Wow. It's yeah. Like it was foreshadowing the roughnecks. Oh my God. Or Michael Ironside shows up for the first time in his little military outfit. Like just, you know, robot marchers in there with his, his <laughs> robot arm. And he's, he's in Jake Busey's face. So why do they have robot arms but not legs? Like, the arms are, like, fully functional and, like... How about not eyes? Because the science teacher who has the dissection is blind, but she wears, like, enormous goggles for some reason. What's up with that? I, I mean, you have LASIK or something, or... You, I don't know. It, I don't get... I, that's what I really don't get, though, is that if, if everything is about the veterans and everyone's sucking the veterans' dicks and they're running everything, why is the guy in the chair with no legs doing, like, paperwork? Shouldn't he have been fully restored to, like, regular condition with robot legs or something? Well, I feel like, yeah, he should, she should have at least gotten robot legs and then, like, if he wanted, like, be in some sort of, like, you know, lieutenant position where he's, like, not in the... He's, like, commanding more so than actually in the... The pits, but they can grow. They can grow stuff back too. Because then, when um, Casper Van Dien gets the thing shoved through his leg, and everybody thinks he's dead, but uh, Gary Busey and what's her face Dizzy find him in in the little tank where they're like three D printing skin back onto him. Oh yeah, there was that too. Yeah, like can't you just do that for Cripple Guy? Well, maybe he didn't want to. Maybe it's some kind of pride thing. Well, the other thing maybe that um, maybe when he got his injury, he was like too old and like the the. The army felt that, oh, he isn't useful to actually go through this, like, restorative surgery. And they saw, you know, Rico was like, eh, he's still a kid. Like, he's got a couple of years left in his service. Yeah, I see that, too, that, you know, who's more of a expendable asset at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was all about the veterans and mm. citizens get taken care of. Maybe they're not telling the truth. Whoa. Whoa. Did your head just blow up? Yeah, kind of. Okay. So what happens in the two sequels? I can honestly say I'd never watched them. Yeah, I, I just don't know where they would. I saw the one story. on Sci-Fi once, and it was in the middle of like a bunch of. As if we're going to call the CGI bugs, quote unquote bad, which I guess compared to like modern films, they are quote unquote bad. The CGI bugs in two look like they are Warcraft two assets, like pasted on the screen. Like the sci-fi movie, like people were, there was one shot, the A shot was people just looking at the camera, like they're looking out over the battlefield, and then the B shot was reverse of that, and there's like just these crappy like South Park paper cutout tier bugs running up Uh, to the base, and and they all go back to like camera, oh my god, bug attack, and I think Caster Van Deen's in that one. It was all cut very 
well so like you don't actually ever have the paper bugs on screen at the same time as actors because yeah and they were shooting at things that were just out of the top right corner of the camera and it's just like oh no and it has like a little like pincer coming into like the corner of the screen and then like cuts to the bug and it's like paper mache or and then whatever. i changed the channel because i was like this is probably not worth the time to watch that's probably a good plan one day we'll watch them and talk about them but uh that is not today it's not next week either. No, next week is... Why are you pointing at me? I don't, I don't know. I just felt like you had a good idea. We talked about The Matrix. Yeah, we talked about it, but are we going to do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do let's it. talk about The Matrix. Okay, what are we doing then? Just the first one? Yeah. Yeah. I think the first one has yeah. a... We can maybe combine the second and third, or the second with the Animatrix or something, but the first one has enough to talk about. I think that it can fill up a whole podcast. All right. Second and third, I mean, maybe we can just say, like, I don't even know. The only thing that's missing is Samuel L. Jackson. He would have been, like, a really good addition. Nick Fury showed up. Just angry Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, okay. Saying, like, Snakes waste on a plane, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm tired of these motherfucking robots and this motherfucking burned-out planet. Yeah. yeah, if he were, like, the surprise council member in the stupid Zion City... Shut the fuck up, Naobi. Yeah, uh, when she's you know, giving the back talk, like, shut the fuck up. Or telling the guy with the giant robot guns, like, waste the motherfuckers, like in that movie where he's the Marine. Like, I'm actually looking forward to watching the first one, <laughs> but, like, you're just describing all the shit that happened in, like, the Zion City and whatnot, and I'm just, like, getting depressed now. So. Don't even get me started. Well, gonna get you started. Okay, well, we'll get you started in a couple weeks. Yes. But for now, I think that's the, uh, the end of Starship Troopers. Great movie. Definitely watch it. Just keep in mind that it's it's not honestly endorsing fascism. So just remember that. Because I feel like a lot of people don't get the joke. Yeah. 